You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. David, thank you for joining us, and we know Jaguars are the king of the jungle or something like that. Let's get back to football. Did you see enough from Blake Bortles in the win over the Steelers? No turnovers. He didn't take a sack to have full confidence in him this Sunday on the road in New England. You know, I I saw a lot from him in the uh, Steelers win. I saw more than I anticipated. You know, um, I tell you what I saw that really surprised me and really gave me uh, even more confidence than I had. Was as the Steelers were making their comeback, as the game was getting tight, it was getting close, they were within striking distance, they would go down and score. Blake would lead them on a scoring drive that would continue to put the Steelers kind of at arm's length, and then they made another score, and then the Jags went down and scored again. And so it, it showed me one phase of his game is, is improving, that um, – when he is getting in crunch time, he can make some plays to at least help us keep the lead. I'm still looking for that situation when he gets in when we're behind and he needs to make throws to get us down to uh, have us come back and win a ball game. Now, he hasn't had to do that yet, and hopefully this weekend he doesn't have to do it either. But that's still something that's kind of where the jury is still out for him. When you think about, you know, things being contagious on football teams, it, it, it evolves around winning and losing. You guys have been able to win, but it's, it's the Tom Coughlin effect. Um, think about what he's done to this team in a sense of how he drafted with their first pick with Leonard Fournette. Uh, think about bringing in, being able to bring in Calais Campbell. Uh, give me your take on what he's done for this organization, even though he's not on the football field. But yeah. give, me the, the, give me the understanding of what he's done as far as his inspiration and things that he's uh, been able to give to this football team to help them move forward and, and win the way they are. You know what, Cordell, you're right on. It definitely has been the Tom Coughlin effect. But it's not just Tom Coughlin. It's also Doug Marone. And basically what they've done is they've changed the mindset on this team. The team before under uh, Gus Bradley did not have that mindset. It was everybody's friends, everybody's cool. Let's just go out here and do our best. And, you know, that's all we can really ask of each other. Where Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone have come in and said, we don't want just your best. We want everything you've got. And, and, but we also want you to have this mindset of if you're not getting it done, then you're not going to be on the field. If you're not putting everything that you have into film room and all, and all those different things, you're not going to play. And so, uh, and that really meant a lot and should have meant a lot to Blake Bortles because I believe under the last regime, he was allowed to do whatever he wanted on the field, and there were no repercussions from it. I mean, he would play in some games where I'm like, why is this dude still out here? He needs to at least be pulled just because he's playing so bad, but they would continue to put him out there. And then after those games, the coaches would say, oh, you know what, he's our guy. He, it's not his fault. It was a bunch of other things. If you really go back and look at film, he played, you know, well. And I'm like, no, no, we all clearly saw what happened out there. So now there's accountability. The mindset now has changed where you're going to be held accountable for what you've done. And Blake knows that now, and they've really 
kept him to that. And I think that's what's kept him uh, getting better as the year has gone on. Tom Coughlin, I know I was drafted by him. He is not going to put up with anything. And that even includes in the film room and meetings and at practice. If you're lacking those things throughout your career and throughout the year, it's going to show up on the field in uh, poor play. And so with that accountability now being held to Blake Bortles, he is showing up and doing the right things week in and week out, and it's showing in the game. He's Cornell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. Again, you set for the AFC Championship, a game with our good friend David Garrard, the former Jacksonville quarterback. David, this requires a degree of informed speculation, but it's also derived from your personal experience. Cordell and I were just talking about the report from Boston. Tom Brady apparently received four stitches around one of his knuckles. If that happened to you midweek, how big of a concern would it be on game day? Well, I can tell you I've had um, something very similar to that. I don't know if it's just the skin. I, I guess I probably wouldn't be too concerned if it's on the outer portion of the hand, if it's on the inside grip area. Now I, I would be, I would really be concerned just because that affects my ability to grip the ball. I, uh, in 2010, I was throwing a pass against the Colts and hit Dwight Freeney's hand as he was trying to deflect the ball. It, it actually um, broke a piece of the bone off of my middle finger and the ligament actually was not attached anymore on my middle finger. But I continued to play in the game, and then I gave it my best, went out the very next week, and tried to do the same. But I basically couldn't bend my middle finger on my throwing hand. And so it was almost impossible. I was throwing some of the ugliest passes in that next game and actually had to be pulled out of the game just because I was – I was playing at a level that wasn't a professional level and coaches, everybody could see it. So I'm just, if he's had something as serious as that, it's on the backside of the hand. That's something he can deal with, put the gloves on. He'll be fine. But if it's in the grip area as a quarterback midweek, that's something that I would uh, be very, very concerned about. David, get on a football team that has a defense like this one and just put yourself on the team as a quarterback uh, where you basically can go into this game saying basically, you know what, your defense alone is going to spot you maybe anywhere from three to maybe six points because of field position, because of turnovers, or even taking it back to the house. So let's just play a conservative six points. How much confidence you would have going into the game knowing that you're the quarterback on this football team, knowing that you don't have to do much, but other than not just screwing it up, let's say that. Yeah, so if you're talking about what Blake Bortles uh, is about to go through, yeah, I I would say he should be somewhat comfortable with this situation in that scenario. But you know the game is not going to play itself out like that. He is going to have to produce. He is going to have to uh, make throws. I've been in games before. uh, Once again, we were playing the Colts. And their best thing, of course, on defense was Dwight Freeney and and Robert Mathis. So you try to drop back 40 times, they're going to hit you probably 20 of those 40 times. So, But they could not stop the run. So uh, we came into the week with the game plan. Uh, we're just going to 
drive the ball down their throat. We're going to run Maurice Jones-Drew at them the whole time and do our best to try to limit the amount of passes we had. But when you get to third and ten or you get to third and eight, you can't just hand the ball off. you still got to make those throws to be able to keep the chains moving. And so I just say that by saying I was in a game where I didn't throw the ball a ton of times, but just about every third down I had to throw on those downs. And we completed quite a few of them, but you still have to be able to do it. And so Blake is going to be uh, called upon uh, plenty of times in this game to show his worth. And the way he's been playing lately, I, I feel like he's up to it. Hopefully the game doesn't become too big for him. The stage doesn't become too big for him. Hopefully the defense is able to slow that Patriots offense down a little bit. Maybe Tom is affected by his hand and and is not as accurate as he normally is. All those things kind of help play into our situation to give us, honestly, the best chance to win. David Garrard is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. David, we know Jacksonville has a tremendous defense. How do you think they're going to try to defend Rob Gronkowski, who over the years has been almost matchup proof, but if I'm thinking about a couple players within a team concept, Eric Berry of the Chiefs, Cam Chancellor of the Seahawks have played well against Gronkowski. Yeah, you know, I've been listening to all the, uh, all the reporters and uh, the people nationally talking about it. You know, it's he's just he's really tough to match up against because he's got the size, the strength, he's got the speed and the agility to work against smaller guys and still be able to get himself because he's just a big body. Even when you're right there on him, Tom can put the ball in places that somebody – that even a six-foot tall guy, like so I'm thinking a Jalen Ramsey guy on him, Tom can still put the ball high enough in places far enough away from the defender that only uh, Rob is going to get to, that only Gronk is going to get to. And so he's, he's a real matchup problem. But I think you got to be physical with him to start out the gate. And I don't mean like you're pushing him around. I just mean get your hands on him, slow him down a little bit so he's not – coming out of his breaks, you know, wide open, just super fast, and um, disrupt him that way. Yes, it helps if you have a guy that has size, that has the uh, lateral movability that Gronk has. But those people, I don't, there's not very many. You say Cam Chancellor, he might be one of those guys, even an Eric Berry type guy. Those guys are physical type guys. I'm not sure how physical – Jalen is on a guy of that size. You know, he can be physical against another receiver that, you know, is around his uh, size frame. But when you have somebody like Gronk that is also going to be a part of the run game, too, like, what do you do when he's lined up in the tight end position? Is Jalen still going to be there? Well, now Gronk is coming off and hitting a DB in the run game. So he's a real matchup problem. But if just Gronk is getting off, and you're able to limit everybody else, I feel like that's our best uh, way to win. You know, Gronk is going to have, you know, a touchdown, maybe um, maybe eight catches. I mean, that's a lot of catches, but that's just him working. If he's doing that and you have Lewis doing what he's going to do and you have um, Amendola making catches too, you know, and you have all these other guys that are also getting into the offense and making plays and they're scoring as well, that just makes it harder for our offense because now our offense is trying to play keep up with one of the best 
offenses in the league. Leonard Fournette came in, uh, make one of the brashest statements, I would say, uh, for a running back to make as a rookie coming into the National Football League, saying that the game is, is not that physical. The National Football yeah. League uh, run defenses aren't that physical, mainly because of what he had to endure uh, playing with LSU out in the SEC, which is to me the equivalent of the National Football League because of how they use their backs, uh, running them more than actually throwing a quarterback. How do you think he fared so far this season after making that bold statement? You know, I, when I heard that, I thought it was a little foolish, too. But, you know, you got to think about um, Leonard Fournette. He's probably been the same size, same kind of athlete since the eighth grade. So he has yeah. always been, like, the biggest, strongest, fastest guy anytime he's played. And so he's just now basically at a level where everybody has kind of caught up to him. And so he's like, hey, you know what? This is this is pretty much what I'm used to, and, and it's not any – great thing because he didn't come in as this, you know, timid little back that has to build up strength and he's already at a big boy speed and size. But I I think the way he came out the gate uh, this year, he really showed, yeah, I should be uh, picked uh, the fourth overall player in the draft. I should be the highly touted, you know, running back coming out in the draft. And he played like that for most of the year, then he started to get a little bit of injuries here and there, his ankle. I still think he's that kind of back, and he showed last week that he's still a physical back, but he's he's been real bothered by some injuries, things here and there. But overall, I still am very happy that we've you know picked him as our running back, that he is our running back, and he's still healthy enough to continue to play because he's really going to be what helps carry this team you know, in this game and hopefully to the Super Bowl if we get that chance. David, we always enjoy chatting with you. Thanks for coming back on the show. As we say goodbye, I'm more of a dog guy, clearly, so I'm not that great on my cat knowledge. I asked the staff to find a Jaguar sound effect. Here's what they came up with. That work for you? exactly what we use in our stadium. Perfect. All right, we've come full circle. Love and it. finally, because I am a grammar guy, let our global audience know the proper pronunciation of your mascot. It's Jaguar like Star Wars, right? Not Jaguar. No, no. no. Some you. people say wire, and, and, and I don't know why, but yeah, it is definitely Jaguar. Yeah, those people are wrong. David, we're solving the world's problems. <laughs> Enjoy the game on Love Sunday, it. and coming off a Jag victory, we'll chat with you on the road to the Super Bowl. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.